Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I have a very interesting guest. He is nobody else but the co-author of our, our book and also the co-host of this podcast. You might have heard about him. His name is Josefa Kapadia. Hey, what's up? Well, it's a pleasure to be a guest on the show for once. <laughs> so I finally managed to convince Josefa to start listing uh, his own apartment and his rooms in um, in Los Angeles. So, Josefa, tell us tell us about your listing. Well, so it's interesting. Uh, obviously, I've been a part of this book, and right, Jasper had the expertise, but he brought me on more for my love of writing. But of course, I've learned so much about Airbnb over the last year that I, I've been wanting to to have my own listing. I mean, I was actually thinking about. And still am thinking about investing in some property in Detroit, where I'm from, and eventually doing that. But it finally dawned upon me, wait a minute, I'm out of town fairly frequently. Why don't I take what I already have, which is my current listing in Los Angeles, and rent that out when I'm away? And so that's kind of what the motivation was. And I had all these tools and I had all this know-how about how to do it. So I finally did it. My listing in Los Angeles is basically I have a two-bedroom apartment and I live with one of my best friends from law school. And he's done Airbnb as well before out in New York City. So we just talked about it. He was completely on board. And what was coming up were Christmas and New Year's. So the Christmas and New Year's holiday, I was planning to head back to Detroit. So we finally said, all right, let's do it. And we set out to kind of prepare the place, get the photos and put it up, just like we've been helping everybody else do along the way. And it was just, it was a terrific experience. So give us a little bit more specifics about your place. Okay, so it's it's two bedrooms, two bathrooms, very comfortable, and a nice little kitchen area. It's in an amazing area of Los Angeles. It's it's in West Hollywood, but it's right kitty corner, essentially, to downtown Beverly Hills, which, of course, is a bougie area. It's an area that everybody wants to see and everybody hears about when they watch things about Los Angeles. So it's very nicely situated. It's also close to a bunch of nightlife spots, fantastic restaurants. And really, I wanted to have the main selling point be the location because that's what it is. When it, what it comes down to is our apartment itself. It's not a luxury apartment, but it's a nice, comfortable place where you can come visit and really get a chance to explore the city. So you recently started. This is just like a month ago. Um, you, you mentioned your roommate. He was totally on board from, from the get-go, yeah? You don't have to convince him? Not at all. The funny thing, he actually, when I brought it up to him, he was actually, he said that I was right about to bring the same thing up to you. He had the, he had the same idea because we were both going to be gone for about two weeks or about 10 days. And he was, let's do it, 100%, no, no hold bar. That's awesome. And wh well, how did you start? Like, What were the first things that you, that you do? Um, Obviously, you you need to prepare your house. You know, like you guys live here together. You have a lot of personal stuff. 
um, you probably have to make some adjustments, maybe buy some items or how, how is that? Sure. Of course, the most critical part of the listing are the pictures. And we knew that right from the get go, but it was kind of short notice. We didn't have a lot of time before we would leave. I think we started preparing about a week before a week before our, we were about to go out of town, maybe 10 days. So we, we knew, of course, we wanted the professional photos, but we just simply didn't have time. We put in a request, and I'm going to get to the photographer later because that was, that was a bit of a disaster, but we put in a request, and we kind of got a flaky response. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to have to take the photos. So before I could take the photos, I had to prepare the house like crazy. So we spent a lot of time cleaning, getting everything all set up, moving, putting things away, etc. And then I just took my tripod and my camera and I went around and, and did the best I could. My photos are definitely subpar. I'm not a photographer, but they did the job. They presented a well-rounded picture of the apartment. Now, after we did that, I really wanted to make sure that it was absolutely spotless. I mean, it's kind of like we tell everybody, right? Cleanliness is one of the most important aspects of listing. So before we hired a professional cleaner, I went through and just kind of, it was, it was an amazing experience because it forced me to go through everything in my place and be like, wait a minute, do I need a lot of this extra stuff that's taking up space unnecessarily? I was able to clear out a lot of clothes that I don't use anymore and donate those, which was fantastic. I, I just went through and reorganized everything, vacuumed everything top to bottom, sweat, wiped down everything top to bottom and just set up in, in amazingly like a much better living situation. So it was, it was a fantastic benefit and it was just something that I should have done a long time ago. Uh, when, in addition to doing that, I wanted to make it very easy to find your way around. So for example, when somebody's in the kitchen, I know that they might be wondering where are the utensils, where are the uh, other cooking items, things like that. I didn't have time to make a, we didn't have time to make a guidebook. So what I did instead is I took some labels and I labeled particular drawers. Hey, this is where you can find kitchen utensils. This is where you can find pots and pans. I put a big sign up on one of our back mirrors in the main room with the Wi-Fi code. So if anybody had any questions, it's one of the first things that they see. Now I live here, so I didn't have the, I didn't have a drawer that I could give them full access to. So instead, what I did was again after I cleared out a lot of my clothes, I had much more room. So I cleared a section of my closet with hangers where they could hang their stuff. I also cleared out two of my top drawers. On those drawers, I labeled them guest drawer number one, guest drawer number two, so they could kind of understand. Hey, okay, for the time that I'm here, I can use this is the space that's at my disposal. That's a really good idea. You know, because that way it's really clear to the guests, like, what spaces they can use. And, you know, they don't have to think about it. They don't have to go around your apartment and, and find a place where they can put their stuff. It's just immediately obvious what, what they can use. And so that's a good idea. And I also really like um, the, uh, the little place that you, uh, that you have for the keys. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I can't take credit for that. That was my roommate's idea. He has a little a little sort of container that we labeled keys and we put the keys in there and we asked them at the end of their stay to simply lock the bottom lock and drop the keys inside the apartment. Now, uh, let me talk a little bit about the keys because that was, that was an interesting experience as well. <clears throat> in the book, we recommend that you get five sets of keys. So of course I took that advice because we don't have an electronic locking system set up here. So we went and made five copies of the keys. Now I highly recommend you test the keys when you make them because we found out that two of the pairs didn't work. Luckily, we found out the day before, so we still had some time to get new, new copies. And then we gave two pairs to the tenants. 
I gave one to a friend of ours in case of emergency. I gave one to our cleaning person who was basically handling the check-ins and check-outs. So she was our real point person. The other person was the backup. And then, of course, me and, and my roommate, we still had our keys. Actually, so if you count those, we technically had six, but that's because I have a roommate. So we still had our keys mm-hmm. that we took back with us. So there was a lot. Of, we had a lot of backups in place in the, in the event of some sort of an emergency mm-hmm. or a mishap. But it's it's really smart to to use that container for the keys because, you know, like it's it's easy to lose keys. You walk into the apartment, you take them out of your pocket, you you know, you throw them on the table somewhere, and when you have a designated spot, it, I think it reduces the chance that your guests will lose the keys. And obviously, it's it's a big hassle if uh, if you lose keys. You know, like you might want to like replace the locks and and all that kind of stuff. So so definitely uh, a, a good idea to have a container for the keys. Now, talking about um, like giving your, your guests access and, and stuff, um, what's the situation? You, you're renting this place, right? Right. And, the, okay, so the way it worked was this. We had, two, we had two people book our place, and that was actually phenomenal because for the 10 days, we literally got two people that one checked out the day that the other checked in, and the, it was booked the entire place. It couldn't, it couldn't have gone more smoothly. What we did was for the first guests, we, we actually were here. We met them when they when they came in. We handed them the keys, showed them the place, and that was that. For the second one, once these people checked out, the cleaning person came, cleaned everything, and I just said, we'll just continue to pay you to essentially wait, which wasn't that bad. She had charged a very, very reasonable rate, $17 an hour, which was awesome. So we just said, just hang out at her place until they come, and you just tell us how long you're there, and once they check in, and, and boom. She ended up having to wait quite a while because our guests were, arrived late. And I think we paid her 85, 85 or $90. But if you think about it, that encapsulates the cleaning fee as well, which I think normally is about 50 or 60 bucks. So it wasn't a bad deal. She brought them in, showed them around, and, and it worked quite smoothly. So did you, uh, did you tell your landlord that I, you were going to list? I did not. We talked about that. That was initially my preference because I actually know the landlord. and He's a great guy. The, the reason why we opted against it was because we – this isn't something that we're going to do all the time. It's not, it's not an apartment strictly for renting out. Mm-hmm. And the way we figured it was if there is a chance that he would say no, we kind, we kind of figured let's just take a slap on the wrist because if we take a slap on the wrist, that's essentially equivalent to saying no, and then we can just stop. I just, I just did. I thought the risk of getting evicted or something serious happening was very low, especially mm-hmm. I've been in this building over or almost a year and a half. I pay my rent early every time. I know the guy. So that, that was kind of my analysis. Otherwise, I usually like to have full disclosure, especially if I was renting a place specifically for putting it on Airbnb. But I just thought it didn't make sense. Right. And did you, did you tell the neighbors? We did not tell the neighbors either. Thought about that as well. And we, we went against it again because of the, of the fact that, and I know the neighbors, at least to one side, I know them pretty well. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they'd have an issue with it, but we just said, you know, let's just, let's just keep it under the radar for now. If this becomes a very regular, frequent thing, fine. But what you have to understand is this is more on a, on a limited basis where we're out of town and it's, mm-hmm. it's, we're not traveling every other week, something like that. Right. So we figure it's going to be, it's going to look more like we just have friends of ours staying. Uh huh. Yeah. And you know, if you go out of town and your place is, is empty, then it's, it's perfectly fine to, to have some friends stay at your place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people don't like to, you know, leave their house empty. It's more vulnerable for, 
you know, getting like burglars in and stuff like that. So a lot of people get people to sort of look after their house when they're gone anyway. So, you know, the difference between doing that and having paid guests is, is, is actually not that big, you know? That's right. Um, but, uh, but you know, what's cool about this is it really shows that you can use Airbnb in so many different ways. Um, myself, I, I probably rented out like 10, 11 months out of the year and, and you guys decided to, you know, just rent it out when, when you're not there, which makes a lot of sense because otherwise it's just sitting here empty. And I, I figured, uh, you know, you guys went back to your family's place for, for Christmas, you know, you probably paid for your flights exactly. with, with the Airbnb income. And it's funny because the way the money worked out is we, I would have made around $800, $900 more than covered the cost of the flight and some extra cash uh, almost in it. Cause I think the flight was about $500. So more than covered the cost. The thing was, I wanted it to be absolutely perfect. I was really, really anal about getting everything just right. Mm -hmm. So we went a little bit above and beyond as far as preparing the place. We went to Bed Bath & Beyond. We got a comforter uh, cover and some nice new pillows and pillowcases, new sheets, all that stuff so that they'd have a really nice stay and I could be guaranteed to get a good review because I absolutely wanted the stay. I really wanted the stay to be nice. So because of these extra expenditures, we spent a little more money on the cleaning. We we had some other costs. Uh, I can't remember what else. We, we got a few things for them in the fridge. So that kind of ate into the profits. So it I think it ended up being, I made somewhere around like four or $500 after after the expenses. But I mean, it's, it's still money that I would not have had otherwise. Right. And you've, you've uh, basically invested in your apartment because, you know, the sheets that you bought and the cover and everything, you can use that when you're here exactly so and all those costs now as we do listings in the as we rent it out in the future i don't have to spend that money again so these are costs that you kind of spend one time oh some other things we got we got some other toiletries i got some make sure to have plenty of shampoo and soap and stuff like that so they could feel have more of a hotel type of feel mm -hmm. and i think all that stuff helped a lot i think it was good so they just really didn't have to think too much they just came yeah. just like a hotel but yeah i mean it was cost that we had to endure at the time but once you have those initial investments you know it's just little tweaks little things so you were gone for about 10 days and you had two groups of guests right yeah, so what was right. what were the guests like what was what was your experience with them and this was really cool actually the, the first guest i'm i pretty it was their first time on airbnb she had no reviews i mean i'm assuming i didn't i didn't ask but it was a family of five so it was two little kids uh, husband, wife, and another woman, maybe his or, his or her sister. And they all drove up, I believe, from Arizona. And the woman was extremely sweet. She was very nice. And we had talked a little bit going back and forth on uh, over Messenger before they came. And I was really excited. And when they showed up, they pulled up in a van. And I, I met because they drove. I met them downstairs. And it was so funny because the, the lady, uh, Fuang, I believe is the way you pronounce her name. She was so sweet and nice. Her husband was very on edge. I could tell he was very uncomfortable because it was, I, I think it was a new experience for them. And I, this is a common thing from the guests and the host side. First time you rent an Airbnb spot, you don't know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. they're, they're strangers. I and mean, you're going into their home. So I immediately I ran downstairs to meet them. I said, "Hey guys, so nice to meet you. Here, let me help you with your with your bags." And he said, "No, no, it's it's okay. We'll just." And he basically had the kids and the other woman just stay in the car, like they didn't come out to meet us. Like, okay. 
I think he's I think he's a little uncomfortable. That's cool. So I'm like, well, come with us. We'll we'll show you upstairs. Let's go. He's like, okay. Very on edge the entire time. I'm showing them the place, and I walk in. I said, hey, by the way, I know you wanted some recommendations for some nice Japanese restaurants. I can let me let me actually write some down because I know some fantastic ones. He goes, oh no no no, it's okay. We we can use uh, the internet. It's fine. We'll figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Internet's a fair option. <laughs> you don't have to take my recommendation. I, I, but the vibe that I got was he sort of just. He, I think he it's, felt uncomfortable. It sounds like he just wanted to check in. And yeah, and do and his own thing. Yeah? Do his own thing and be with his family, which I totally got. So I said, "Oh, absolutely, no problem. If you have any questions, and this is after I'd sort of done the tour, so I'm like, if you have any questions at all, you can call me anytime, whatever. I'm available." And that was that. Gave him the keys, and I left them. My second guest who checked in after was a graduate student from Texas, and they were driving up. They took a bus up from Las Vegas. Now him, I, he actually asked for a discount, and we obliged him because the timing was just so perfect. Yeah. He wanted he wanted to check in literally the day they left and check out the day we got back, That's and we so I think we offered, gave him almost a twenty percent discount. He asked for it, and I talked to my roommate. We said, "Sure, that's fine." And he said, "Hey, I'm a student, whatever." And of course, I understand that. So we gave him a discount. I actually never got to meet him, but we talked a lot via text and via phone because I, I called the, right when they got in, made sure everything was seamless. And then he asked me for various recommendations and I kept texting him. I would check out this place, that place, this place is cool, et cetera, et cetera. And he said he took all of my recommendations except for one because I, I told him you should check out this really cool Japanese barbecue spot near where I live. It's actually a chain. It's called Goyokaku. But they have an amazing special on I think Mondays and actually throughout the week for happy hour. So I'm like you can go there. It's really it's really inexpensive and, and super fun, but that, but that was great. And he was super happy and I got awesome reviews from both, which made me extremely overjoyed. And, and it, it, overall it was just a fantastic experience. Yeah. So it sounds like it, uh, it worked out pretty well. Huh? You, you literally created the listing like a week before you're about to go. Right. Yep. So that's, um, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. So it really shows how anyone can, can do this, you know, whether you're renting an apartment or you own an apartment, even if you go on a holiday, even if you start a week in advance, like you could be fully booked and just recoup like most of the cost of your holidays. It's, it's just, it's, it's awesome, right? There's a great chance to do that. I mean, you just have to price accordingly. We cut, we cut the price substantially. I think, I think we charge one nineteen a night and most comparable places in LA were one fifty or 200. Yeah. But we had no reviews, and we and our pictures yeah. were terrible, so we dropped the price. And but we found pe- we found the market for our place. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like you basically you offered two groups of people uh, a f- fantastic value. You know they would have been paying like money twice the price because you know one hundred nineteen dollars for a two bedroom apartment in West Hollywood. Uh, that's that's pretty uh, that's a pretty good price, right? Because it's so yeah. so you know there's a lot of good things happening. First of all, you you have two reviews, you know you so that increases the chance you get uh, bookings next time. Plus, it allows you to increase the price. Secondly, you, you gave those people great value, and thirdly, you still made money because otherwise you would have nothing. That's right. Yeah. And 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 also, you mentioned how you know when you're receiving guests, you look at your apartment in a different way, right? Like yeah, when you clean the apartment for yourself, you know. You're you can you're you're not as a perfectionist as, as when you're when you're receiving guests. So you probably benefited from that as well. 
And your apartment right now is probably cleaner and tidier than it would have been otherwise. By far, by far. And I mean, it's actually created a much more livable space for me. Everything is much more organized. It, it's just, fan- it feels great. It's fantastic. I, I do want to say there was, there was one issue that I, I want to focus on a little bit, and that was the photographer. Because I, this actually gave me a lot of insight. Now, I don't know how it is in, in different cities. It must vary from photographer to photographer. And I'm sure in other cities it, it might work out great. But I had an issue with the photographer here in Los Angeles who kind of services this area. What happened was we requested him and he sent us an email, I think, within a day. Say, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, just let me know your availability between 11 and 3, between Tuesday and Friday. And it, we actually would have, if he would have come the next day, which he said was available, we would have gotten in the photos before our guest came in on that mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately wrote back. I said, oh, this is great. Hey, yes, we're definitely available. No response. I messaged him again. No response. Texted him. No response. And then I said, what's going on? And then I think he randomly messaged me a week later and said, hey, what's up? Kind of like a similar message. I said, what? What's going on? This is so unresponsive. Because like we tell everybody, just like when you have guests, you want to be boom. I mean, we we responded to every inquiry, honestly, within 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because it came right to my phone. Right. So I was, I was just shocked that any, forget about Airbnb hosts or photographers, that any business person would conduct themselves like that. Now, I won't say his name, but I was really disappointed. Then I thought maybe there must be an issue with the messaging because that's the only thing that could explain right. it. I later found out there was no issue. He got all the messages because I asked him point blank when he eventually came three and a half weeks later. But then let me tell you what else I did. We called Airbnb. And I said, listen, we, we've been really trying to get a photographer. Now, this is after the guests had left and we returned to L.A. Uh-huh. I said, we've been trying to get a photographer here. The one you assigned, he's been unresponsive. And we want to get the good photos up. And I'm sure it's, it's hurting our ability to get listings. And the guy, the guy on the other side just said, well, just put the photos up you have now and just list that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But can you reassign a photographer? There's got to be somebody else. So he, never, he never showed up? He didn't show up at this point. At this point, he hadn't. So the guy said, okay. well, listen – I'll, I'll see what I can do, but and I'll also try and message him, and, and I'll get back to you. I said, okay. Never heard back. Nobody called me back, I, and still the guy didn't respond. Now a few more days go by. So then I said, okay, let me fu- maybe a week had gone by again, and then I submitted a written complaint. And I said, hey, I really need a photographer. Boom. Somebody got back to me and said, okay, we'll look into it. But then again, I didn't hear anything. I sent another message, even saying, hey, listen, I'm a huge fan of airbnb i think it's amazing but we really need to get this sorted out yeah. I've, I've, inqu- I've asked people several multiple times now i've called i've written twice contacted the guy something something's got to be done no response again this time to the second message and i was completely shocked then out of the blue we get another message from this photographer and he says hey guys for the new year i'm available blah 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 I was like, this is this is just crazy. I can't believe he's continuing to send this out. I'm going to try one more time. So I messaged him. I texted him twice, no response. I said, hey. And then the second text, I said, this is kind of getting crazy. You got to respond. And then finally, I messaged him one more time. And then as if nothing had happened, he just said, hey, yeah, okay, I, I'm available this day. Are you, Does that work? I said, okay, yeah. We'll see if he actually comes. He actually did show up. So this is almost a month after the initial request. Oh Finally shows up. I asked him point blank when he comes in. He goes, oh, yeah, no, it got them. But sometimes they're a little iffy. Basically, he was just completely ignoring them for whatever reason. 
did finally photograph the place. Still waiting on the photos, but I think they'll be here in, in another week supposedly. So that was my issue. That was my gripe. And and I think it's great though that I had that experience because I, I still think Airbnb is amazing, but it showed me a side where they can definitely improve. And that's twofold. It's maybe with having some accountability for the photographers and number two, uh, improving the customer service. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, I just, I just was a little shocked that it, kind of went that way with such a popular massive company. Now I'd love to hear from you guys to see if anybody else had has had similar experiences because I know other people have had great experiences with the photographers. Yep. Uh, they've been great. So maybe other Los Angeles folks can can message us or other cities and just tell us what your experience was like because for me it was eye-opening and a bit shocking. Okay. So now uh, you're, you're going to get your picture soon. Are you planning to to rent the place out anytime soon? Are you going to do this every time you you go somewhere else or, or what's the plan? We're definitely going to do it when we go elsewhere, when kind of either of us go out of town. So here's, here's the tentative plan going forward. My buddy's going to be out of town for a month. I'm going to be here. He plans to rent out his room. During that time, I'm going to manage it. I'll check people in, rent it out maybe 60, 70 bucks a night. Relative, still relatively cheap so that we can yeah. continue to boost our ratings. And we've agreed on splitting it because I'm going to basically be managing everything and he'll be away and Mm -hmm. he's paying the rent. So I think that's a fair agreement. Yeah. We've also kind of decided on on this cool little thing because he's one of my best friends, my roommate, and we like to go to Vegas sometimes. So we thought, hey, if there's a weekend where we just kind of feel like maybe we could potentially take a trip, but we don't have to, just go to Vegas or do something fun. We thought let's we'll throw up the listing and then we'll make it so that whatever money we get in, we budget the trip just based on that money. We've already figured it out. It's, it'd be so easy to do, especially going to Vegas and driving stuff like that. And we haven't done it yet. As soon as I do it, and because we almost we almost had a uh, had somebody rent out our spot and we were going to go to Vegas, but it fell through at the last minute. They chose to go with another listing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I do that, I'm actually going to keep track of literally everything, all of our expenses, how much money we got in, and show you that it's possible to take just a random trip by using your Airbnb listing. And then in addition, yeah, I'll probably be out of town for a period this summer, rent out my space, etc. Yeah, I really like this uh, this idea that you have. You just put up your listing for the weekend. If someone books it, you just bounce to Vegas. And if not, you just stay here. Right. And, and That's an awesome idea. And just to clarify, our place isn't up all the time. So our place is actually all calendar dates are blotted out as unavailable until we decide for a particular weekend or time frame. Then we go in and we say, okay, now it's available for these particular calendar dates, which mm-hmm. is something that you can do. Because right. it just makes more sense if we're living here and we don't know exactly what yeah. the plan is. Great man. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy that you uh, that you joined uh, the Airbnb club. Yeah, um, I'm I'm happy too because I've been I've literally been wanting to do it. I felt like I've written this book and been part of all this stuff, and I'm not actually part of the club, and it drove <laughs> me crazy. And it, it's honest, I'm very proud of the fact that I've I've finally been able to figure out a way to do it, even though even though I don't have a situation where I can do it regularly, but I found a way to do it and to some to now sort of build it into something that I can do on a somewhat regular basis. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, is there anything uh, else you want to share with the, the listeners before we uh, uh, finalize this episode? I'm just going to echo the sentiments of so many of our other guests that please just do it. Just get out there and try it. If you're having an inkling of, uh, desire to actually put your place up, 
Just do what I did. I, if you're like me, you're going to be extremely nervous about it, not from the sense of maybe what's going to happen. Because, I mean, I, I've talked to enough people to know it was going to be fine. But I was extremely anxious just because I was afraid that they were gonna, there was going to be things that they weren't going to like, that there was going to be complaints. And I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist in that sense, and I wanted the, the experiences to be very flawless. So there was some anxiety for the first one, which was hilarious. And, but after that, and I, she told me it was great and gave me that great review, I, I felt unstoppable. I felt like it was going to be a great experience after that. So bottom line, just set it up and do it. It's so easy. It's so fast, and, and it'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing uh, the story. Um, we, uh, we'll get, we're at the end of the episode. As always, uh, every Monday and every Thursday, we'll have another episode going live. And if you want to learn more about Airbnb hosting, go to getpaidforyourpet.com. You can get the first few chapters of our book. You can get the audio book. And you can also see all the other episodes that we've had. We have over 50 now. Um, you go to getpaidforyourpet.com forward slash podcast, and there you'll, you'll see all the different episodes. And uh, one more thing I wanted to mention, I'm currently building a video course for Airbnb hosts, and it, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm basically going through creating a listing. I'm going to go through all, all the different concepts that, that are in the book. I'm also adding a bunch of uh, really handy tools that people can use for pricing their listing. I'm adding um, all sorts of like templates that you can use to message your guests. So it's really going to be an all-encompassing video course, um, not just for people who are starting out with Airbnb, but also for those who already have a listing and who are looking to improve it. So it's it's going to be live in a few weeks. Um, obviously, we're going to let everybody know, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up and let you know what's what's coming up and what we're working on. So thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.